your source for all things Texas Tech. This is the Ask Level Podcast from Double T 97.3. Hey, what's happening? Welcome into another episode of the Ask Level Podcast, episode number 48. Alongside Chris Level, I'm Choice Woodman. Uh, this podcast powered by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Level, first time since the year I was born, 1990, that Texas Tech has started off a season 0-2. Now, you face two good football teams, but come up short two weeks in a row um fan base is feeling it i know they're feeling it inside the locker room rough one but at the same time you went up against a really good football team on saturday night in the oregon ducks and they outlasted you they outplayed you down the stretch and uh, texas tech loses 38 to 30 and with all the preseason hype you're now staring down the barrel of an 0 and 2 start and uh and not how many people envisioned uh this football season getting underway yeah, no, it, it, I, you know, I, I thought, you know, in a worst case scenario, I thought uh, all summer, like, okay, a one and one start was, you know, very possible um, sure. just because of, of how good that Oregon is and is supposed to be. And, and as we saw, was, uh, you know, and I think if you go back to the week before, if you beat Wyoming and you drop it the way you did against Oregon, then mm-hmm. I think, um, I think maybe it's a little more, I don't know, not tolerable is the right, but you know, again, people want to win. Uh, they don't, yeah. you know, I thought, I thought the, the environment, the crowd, the, you know, the atmosphere was great. I thought, um, I thought you played really hard and well at times, uh, but nobody cares because you just want the result. And I understand that I want the result too. Uh, and yeah. I know all those guys that, uh, that are, that are over there, player, coach, whatever, uh, that that's, that's all that really matters. And, um, you know, so it just, uh, you can't do make some of the mistakes though, and beat a team like that and, you know, give, give them extra opportunities. And, and I think, you know, Joey would be the first one to tell you, there's some decisions he made that just didn't end up working that, you know, I don't know if he would have done it over again, but, I mean, it, yeah, he he took the blame and he kind of pointed to him and his staff and like we've we've got to be better. And after after it was over, yeah. um, so yeah, it's just uh, th- th- there's there was a lot of haymakers thrown in that game versus Oregon. And I thought you know when you were down five at half and then you're up nine. With six to go in the third, you're up 27-18. I thought, boy, you're you're in a pretty good spot. And that's kind of the, you know, the, the way that I guess I'll remember it is that you kind of got up by nine with, with you know, what would that be? What, 21 minutes left to go in the game and just pretty couldn't well, yeah. quite figure out a way to, to close it. Uh, but, again, you, you gave Oregon a few few chances and extra chances and, and all that. Uh, and it's just uh, – and, I, you know, they're, they're, a, they're a handful to deal with. You're going to see them again next year. But, uh, yeah, I don't uh, – I just – yeah, losing sucks, man. That's just all, all there is to it. Uh, I certainly get a lot of the frustration. Um, I certainly – you know, because people want to win. And 
Yeah, there, there was. Uh, I, I, I think, uh, you know, the, obviously the turnovers, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, you, we can break those down. Like, obviously, Shuck has three interceptions. He had a fumble. Uh, I think that you know he he basically said the one that he was kind of intending. What we thought for Jerron Bradley was actually intended for Jordan Brown. He took the the blame for that one. His last pick uh, of the game was a hail mary, and then uh, obviously the 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 pick six. That's uh you know maybe you know you got to take a sack, throw it away. Uh, he's trying to make a play. There's not much time left in the game. Yeah. Uh, and then you know the one fumble he had, he just get you know he just had four people bearing down on him. It seemed, and you know it just the, but those were those were his his turnovers, and that's what get gets attached to his stat line. Um. And then you couldn't create any your own at all, other than you stop them on a quarterback sneak on downs. Because technically, if you you know the way you want to look at it, it's, it's actually five turnovers to one, because each team stopped the opposition on a on a fourth down stop, which is right. again by the very definition a turnover on downs. Uh, that doesn't show up in the stat sheet like that, but uh, but yeah, that's you know you're minus four in that category, and in in some ways, it's shocking that the game was as close as it was because of that. Uh, I thought. We'll forget about this, but I thought special teams had a really good night. Yes, Gino Garcia missed a, a long field goal to end the half, uh, but he made a 45-yarder. But I thought you had a big-time punt return by Miles Price at one point. That was the series where you'd set yourself up and then you know, Chuck would end up fumbling after he got got blitzed. But you also had a blocked punt. You yeah, know, I thought those kinds of things would get kind of uh, forgotten about a bit. Uh, but or you know Bucky Irving, we knew you know he was he's just a handful. The the running back, he just kind of bounces off you like a pinball. I mean, and he was he was a handful. I thought you for the most part, other than the one big play, you you, you contained yeah. uh, Troy Franklin uh, a bit, and I thought that was a, a positive. But I mean, Bo Nix is good, man. He just he didn't really make any mistakes, and I thought I think it was a third and eleven that he he just kind of got flushed and he squirted out of there and 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 obviously converted on a first down that was about three minutes left to go in the third that drive would continue into the fourth and they would end up scoring on I think a three yard touchdown run by Bucky Irving but I thought that was kind of a, a key play in that game when you you know third and 11 and he he's able just to scramble and um, and, and, and convert the first down. And I thought, cause you had him and then he just like, how did he get out of there? And, you know, but yeah, I thought credit to, to Bo Nix and Oregon, they just didn't, they didn't make a lot of the mistakes, but I think they cre- also kind of created some of their own luck too. Uh, cause their defensive line played better than yours. You couldn't really think Shuck felt a lot of pressure at times. I think his run game stuff was awesome. Uh, I think that they did that a lot. It's a gamble when you do that. You know, putting him in harm's way, he he survived it. And I thought if you don't have a lot of that, you may have gotten blown out in this game because their front seven was going to be difficult to run on in a traditional sense. And I thought they felt like that was an, a bit of an advantage and they they exploited it and took it. But it's a gamble when you do that. And, uh, you know, so I just, uh, you know, it just – so much fun at times in that game, and then yeah. and then just ultimately though the result doesn't go your way. So yeah, I mean, there's so many things you can point to. Um, 
And I will say this too, Woodman, before I don't, sorry, interrupting. No, you're good. I thought one of the concerns was Ben Roberts. He may oh, have yeah. played as good as anybody on defense last night. I agree. Night. Yeah. Like, stat line aside, which his stat line is just, that's a redshirt freshman that's going to be really, really good at football around yeah. here for a while. And I thought Brendan Jordan uh, played uh, well, too, because you, you were missing a lot of guys on defense. Uh, that would get worse as the night would go along with some key names at, at the end of the game, Joseph Adetere and Tyler Owens. But uh, mm. I, I, I was really worried about Ben Roberts. He he was exceptional. Um, yep. And if you're going to get more of that from somebody like him, you, you're going to be in really good shape, uh, you know, in, in the future. But uh, so, sorry, anyway, good, good, continue no, with your thought. I, honestly, I think this is the second straight week I feel like level your defense played good enough to win you the football game. I, I feel like most – and, and we're conditioned to offense around here. We have been. It's just simply put, since 2000, we're used to being an offensive school. But – you held one of the best offenses or projected offenses is still early in the year, but one of the best projected offenses in the country down to 31 points defensively. And because one of those was a pick six, obviously, and the other, and you gave up some short fields, the the fourth down situation. So I, I thought your defense did well enough. You, you, for the most part, contained Bo Nix for the most part, especially in the first half and the third quarter. Um, you, you slowed the running de- game down enough to to keep it manageable. It just – I think it was another night where people get frustrated because you have opportunities in front of you and you just don't go grab those. It felt like Bo Nix – what Coach McGuire said, uh, I think both in the interview with you and the press conference, that we went and we lost the game. We, we, we're beating ourselves, I think was the quote he said. Was it more of that, or did you feel like Bo Nix went and kind of won the game for Oregon, or a combination? Uh, probably a little bit of both. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I but I, I, I do. I go back to like the, the one drive that Oregon had at the end of the game, where you know they're they're basically driving down to kick the game-winning field goal. Yeah, uh, and they they do end up kicking uh, one to go ahead of you. But I go back to like the penalty with Rayshad Williams, uh, way out of bounds. It gives them a free fifteen, and yeah. I just. I guess one yourself. of the early season's disappointments, if you will, or or things that I thought would be different is Miles Cole and Steve Linton have yet to be heard from this season. They just they just they're just not there's not really anything there. And I yeah. thought that would be better. Um I felt like at times uh Shuck was there wasn't anybody open and he's looking and looking and 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 yet he's but he's pressured and I don't think you really did that much to to Nick's on the other side I just thought your your group up front you know and they keep talking about rush lanes and being a, a bit undisciplined and and all that it was it's not that it was terrible but it's just like I never felt like he was pressured you know and then I think when he needed to make a few plays with his legs he was able to do it and uh, I, you know, I think, I think one, one like kind of hidden number in, in that, like on the stat sheet last night, just kind of gives you an idea of where you struggle on offense versus a team like Oregon, which makes them so elite is you go look at yards after the catch. Yeah. Oregon had 317. Okay. These are yards that 
that either Bo Nix is throwing guys open or Bo, or, or guys are just making plays because they're faster, there's some more juice. You had 93 yards after the catch. Far too often, you know, when you catch it, you're dropped, you know, and it's like there's – okay, so we got to go run another play and, mm-hmm. and all that. Whereas Oregon's got some guys that – you know they can they can make some things happen or more things happen, uh, but that that's a fairly lopsided number on things that you know. But that that just you know we, we've kind of talked about that. You you know you miss miss a little speed and juice on offense at the skill spots. I think Shuck is dropping back, and we talked about it on the broadcast quite a bit last night. You, you, he drops back, and it's like there's just nobody open, you know. And um, I, I think that's a bit of a you know a problem uh, as well. Big picture. This is why like the Micah Hudson commitment, if you get it is going to be massive because he is one of these people that is got tons of, of juice and, and playmaking ability with the ball in his hands. You just got to get it to him. Uh, that's why that would be such a big get. Uh, but I just thought that was kind of a, a, a hidden storyline uh, in this game as well. Yeah. So uh, we got a lot of questions from the audience. We'll get to some of those a lot regarding quarterback play and, and that sort of thing. But um, the last couple of things that are big questions and question marks from the game are your two decisions uh, that were pretty big decisions. The one is the the going for it on fourth down. Uh, I know you kind of asked coach about that last night and then fourth down well into your own territory. And the other one uh, is the the chasing the two-point conversion early on both of those things if you get them you you look like a genius you move on we don't really even think twice about it today but you sit here where both go against you and they have a pretty big impact on the game both both decisions do yeah and you know and joey said it after the game was over i mean this is this is what we looked at the book, the analytics, and we're, you know, again, it's one of these things where you either, you either do this and follow these rules and, and, and the statistics, or you don't, I think it's real, real, you know, cause if you pick and choose, yeah. you're not really an analytics based team. Sure. I, I'm sitting there going, kick it like with the two point conversion. That's just mm-hmm. the way I've always, thought and and my my thought is and again he said he goes there's gonna be people out there that said don't chase points and and all that that's old school because i you know the the way you you always kind of been taught or the way you think is you don't ever go for two unless you just need it unless you have to have it and and, you know um and that there was a time when boy you you certainly looked like you could have used that extra point on the scoreboard it didn't necessarily come into play uh the way the game ended up but uh there was a you know there was a point there where you thought, you know, because I mean, I guess the game would have been tied, you know, mm-hmm. had you had you kicked the extra point instead. Yeah, of the, you wouldn't have been going back and forth with field goals late. In the yeah, game. the yeah. pick six, yeah, and all that. So that kind of, I don't know, changed the way the game was played. But he, you know, again, you can criticize them for being analytics based or using the book, but this is what the book said. I don't know, you know, what. You know, but that's and I think same with the fourth and two, like, hey, down a distance, um, you know, and again, you can choose to ignore that and say, no, my defense needs a rest or I don't like the play call. We're not playing well. I've got a really elite punter, you know, but 
I think they, you know, again, it's just, it's tricky when you pick and choose when to use the the deal versus when you don't, because at that point you're not really, all, all the numbers at that point are skewed because yep. you're not really following it. Um, and so, you know, but that's, I, I get, I get the questioning of it. I think he was asked about both of those things and, and he understands that, but uh, that that's what comes with it. But if you're going to use it, you're going to use it. And unfortunately you were kind of what oh for two in those in those situations um yeah. and specifically towards the two-point conversion we have a question from matt that asks and he and this is from email y'all can email me the question c woodman at raymarcom.com um it says shouldn't we have three or four plays that we're extremely confident in on two-point conversions it seems like both of the two-point conversions this year they've been running around like they're chicken chickens with their heads cut off well, I mean, you you would like to, yeah. The, I think most coaches, and I'm sure Zach and and Joey, they they have a, a group of of plays. It's almost like special plays, yeah, from just that that point. And um, I think they both times they've kind of they've been passes. Um, that that's still a, and I think you felt like okay, QB run maybe out of the equation. You've done it so much. You know, and maybe there was a look there that you could have gotten. I think traditionally running it uh, on on these guys was going to be a bit difficult. You did break off some runs there with uh, in the open field with with Taj Brooks, and so you elected to throw it, and they just uh, they defended it. Wyoming did as well. They just kind of dropped a ton of guys in coverage as you rolled out. I think you were trying to hit Mason Tharp in the back of the end zone in, in Laramie, and then last night I don't know who the uh, the primary read was, but yeah, I think they all have you know, they're going to have a variety of plays from that spot on the field, like from the three yard line and yeah, you, you rep them and, and they're specifically for that, but uh, maybe you, yeah, you wish you would have called a different one there. Yeah. I mean, it's, you've had two and, and they haven't looked like things have gone like you've wanted. Well, Cause they haven't worked first reads. Yeah. 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 If you convert it, but yeah, both I mean, of them he's it... broken the pocket on and you haven't been able to yep. find it immediately like you would hope. Um, okay. So we've had several questions including uh, my question from my brother again, Brandel gave us another one, just asked what's essentially grouping them all together. What's the, what's the threshold on making a change offensively when it comes to uh, Tyler Shuck, Baron Morton, all of that. What, what does it take to see any sort of change is, is what a lot of people are asking today. And is that a fair question? I mean, I get, I mean, I think when you lose, I think everything's fair. I mean, you, you start trying to figure out why, um, I mean, I, I, I get it. I, I feel like if Tyler doesn't play in that game against Oregon, the way he played, you may have gotten your, you may have gotten blown out. You know, I thought his yeah. legs and Barron's not really built to do some of those kinds of things. Um, And that, you know, it, it's just, um, I, I think with it, it, I just find it kind of humorous um, that, that people that Baron is the savior. Okay. Let's just call it what it is on what, what a lot of people think they, you know, and we'll, will Hammond will be the next guy that when Baron is the <laughs> starting quarterback, will Hammond will be the next, we'll, we'll be getting questions about will Hammond who, at some point. Or who Jake replaced, uh, who replaced Graham Harrell after the two pick sixes? Chris Todd. Thank Chris you. Todd. And there was yeah. the, I don't know if it was, we want Todd yeah. or whatever the chance for the, the so many times, 
the uh, backup quarterback's the most popular guy on campus. I know. It's just yeah. how it works. And, and and so I I you know you know, look Shuck has earned this job. He was a primary reason. And if you you suggest otherwise, you just you know we're going to strongly disagree on why you won those last four games mm-hmm. last year and created Absolutely. a lot of momentum. Um, and and then I think with Barron, I think he's going to be really good. I really do. Um, but I don't think he's better than than Tyler. And I get people don't want to lose. Uh, at least at this stage, um, I think that people have this because, um, you know, Barron, he started against Oklahoma State last year and he played re- really well. He gets dinged up at the end of the first half. Mm-hmm. And maybe if he doesn't, maybe you win that game, but you didn't. He had he had big time numbers and all those things. Um, he started against Baylor um, and played. He and, and everybody played poorly. You know, he had the three interceptions. And it you, you know your defense couldn't stop him that night, but it was just not not a good situation. He started the TCU game, couldn't finish, kind of got re dinged up. But that's what I, I guess I'm I'm failing to uh, grasp or understand like what. And, and it and it and I hate getting these kids pitted against each other because I think that that that's not what. But uh, to it's answer the nature question, of the beast. Yeah, I don't I don't understand what what Baron has done to like deserve or to make people think like, well, he'll fix it all. And maybe it's just because you, you know, you, you, of the, of the old results. Uh, I don't, but I don't think, and, and, you know, we talked about these interceptions, you know, I think, you know, one of them on him, clearly one of them, a Hail Mary, uh, the other one, he's pressured trying to make a play. Maybe he needs to eat it. So maybe you can say two of the three are absolutely on him. Uh, the fumble where he gets kind of sacked, I can't really put on him necessarily just because he was under pressure and he gets the ball knocked loose um, and, and and all that. But uh, and, and, and you're going to point to the turnovers on why you lost. And I think mm-hmm. Joey kind of did as well and, and lack of being able to turn them over because you, you just really never right. other than Malik Dunlap, there was really no sniff at a. At, a, at an Oregon turnover at all in the game other than you you stop them on fourth down but I just I don't think they're anywhere close to that uh pushing that button I think that that internally that wouldn't even be on the radar uh you know yet I think if you start out zero and five or something you know or an injury occurs then 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 maybe yeah but I just don't think you're anywhere near that conversation you know we got the same kind of talks last week and I just you know and I thought yeah. I thought there's a lot of things that Shuck did well there's a few plays that he would love to have had back I'm sure but sure. um he ran for over 100 and uh 24 40 I think for nearly 300 three touchdown passes ran for one um but you know maybe it goes back to we're conditioned around here under offense and and all that stuff but uh yeah I just don't Sure. I don't, you know, again, I'm not condoning a few of the mistakes. I think, you know, some of the stat line is a bit misleading on, some, you know, kind of, you know, when, when that entered the, the last one, especially uh, the Hail Mary one. But uh, yeah, I just don't think you're anywhere near that um, point. So I, that may not be what people want to hear or your brother wants to hear, but that's just me being uh, completely transparent uh, with what I know. Oh. Yeah. No. And in fairness, he acknowledged and everybody, I mean, He's he's a huge reason why you were in that game too. Tyler Shuck yeah. goes and makes a ton of plays, and it's just 
I think it's just that there's a big curiosity factor, I think, with Baron Morton, just wondering. And again, like you've pointed out plenty level, when you lose games, you pick at everything. You're trying to just figure out how do we get back to winning? And this better be a week, and we'll look kind of look ahead to Tarleton State in a moment. This better be a week you go get right. I mean, Tarleton State's a, a pretty good FCS team, but this is still a, a week you better you better find a way to uh, get a lot of backups in because you're you're gonna be able to uh, take care of business early in this game and and get a big lead. And I'm not saying that FCS teams can't beat FBS teams, but if this ta- team is as talented as as we know that the Texas Tech is, this should be a game where you can take kind of exhale a little bit after playing two pretty tough opponents in the first well and you got to be careful about that too i, think I know you can't not the, overlook that'll I'm, be the, yeah that'll be I'm, the natural... I'm talking from a fan's perspective i'm talking yeah. from from a media or whatever i definitely don't think that's the mindset in the locker room but yeah. to to kind of feel better about this football team as a fan that right i mean this there, there's no reason you shouldn't be winning this game by 20 plus points yeah so, yeah, no, I mean, I, you, you'd like to think certainly, and I, you know, I, I, I think that based on the zero and two start, it really is going to make that trip to Morgantown one of the biggest games that yeah. Joey's coached since he's been here. Um, I you think know, you've right. got the, you've got the, the haven't been able to win on the road kind of storyline, which is something he acknowledged on uh, uh-huh. on the After, on his coach's show on yep. on uh, Thursday. But yep. it, it, I, I think that game, really, there's some pressure on this team to really win your next three, right? I mean, Houston went well, and lost to Rice on, and on you Saturday. Gotta, I mean, and that, I'm, yeah, you're getting way down the line there, but I agree. I think that uh, if you a 2-0 start in conference play is is a must, yep. and it, it, that's, that's three weeks away from being able to accomplish uh, those things. Sure you know, one at a time and all that. But I think that based on where you're sitting at right now, as you like start to peek ahead a little bit, that trip to Morgantown is going to be massive. Huge. It is absolutely. Yep, it huge. really is. So uh, a few more questions from the audience and then we'll wrap this up. Raider Matt from Twitter says, what is the thinking behind the underutilization of the running backs? So we had uh, Brooks with six carries, but averaged 11 yards per carry last night. And then not, and then you didn't have. Uh, yeah, I, I think they felt like a. Yeah, Sorry. Cameron Valdez dealing with a shoulder injury. I think they felt like if if they got into a situation uh, that they would use Neymar Martinez as kind of a backup running back, but I don't mm-hmm. think he, you know, obviously didn't get any carries. Um, I think they felt like that in a traditional. That's why they went QB run, and it worked. Um, mm-hmm. I, all, all you're looking at is rushing yards, you know. But I, I think uh, if if you would have had if you would have felt like that gave you an advantage, um, then I think you, you would have gone that route, but you yep. still got your, your rushing yards and were able to move the chains and, and all those things. But I think that in a traditional sense, that's where Oregon's strength was on defense. This is also why I think you took a lot of shots down the field. Cause you felt like this was a, an advantage you had. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it, it worked on many occasions because I think sure. the Oregon DBs panicked and they're, they're, I think three PI penalties, which were just kind of blatant. Absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. And so I think that that was a matchup uh, scenario there. Uh, but I, I don't, I don't, 
you, you just look at rushing yards and was that, and you know, cause it was a thousand percent better than Tyler Shook has your longest run in the Joey McGuire era at 58 yards. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean that so, was the, yeah, that was the biggest play of the year. It was, that mm-hmm. was, that was surprising, but it was, it was nice. Yeah. Um, here's another question. Jake asks, did Dunlap intercept that pass in the end zone? Well, yes. And then no. Um, I think that by the letter of the law, he has a foot down, he catches it all the way until he comes down. And what they're going to argue is because the ball does move. I, I saw the replay multiple times after the game was over Yeah, and it, it's called completing the catch. And if that ball moves, they're saying you don't, you didn't really ha- have possession of it. Yep. And it does clearly move uh, when he goes to the ground. It's, it's not just a big time obvious, but the ball does move. So I yep. could easily, you know, I can understand why they, they called it the way that they did. And that, you know, that would have, kept uh Oregon from putting three on the board at the time yeah uh, they ended up I think uh kicking a field goal on that you would have you would have still had the lead because I believe that's where they kicked the field goal to make it 31 28 or yes. uh, excuse me 31 30 at that point so yeah that that particular one the, the ball shifts just underneath him and you got to complete it through the ground is what they tell you so what stinks is almost like having too many camera angles almost hurts you there. Cause I, I think if you, you see 85% of that video, it looks yeah, like he makes the catch. Clear cut. And uh, we kind of felt that way for much of the, until you, yeah. On the broadcast, much of the time where they're reviewing it. And then you finally you see the re- see that last that, one. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like you wish uh, one of the players was blocking that last angle. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I think they would have called it an interception if you don't see that at the very end, but I, and, it and was I, the right call. I will say what I did not understand is that uh, it's a Pac-12 crew that I thought I had a rough night uh, because there's an official right there. He immediately says interception and touchback. I mean, he is he is clear as day right there. This is the way he's ruling it. Yeah. And then they come out and go, the call on the field is – you know, uh, they, they don't call it as incomplete or intercept or not, no interception. And I'm thinking, well, how, how did you come to this when the official that's standing right there is calling an interception? Exactly. So you also yeah. have that working against you too, because it had to be conclusive and all those things. Whereas if the call was an interception on the field, then, then mm-hmm. I think it's a bit, uh, it's a bit different. So I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I think this is one that's, I mean, that, that was, so that means, sorry circling around so that means that was a pac-12 crew meaning you believe big, so big 12 crew in eugene next year most likely choose the way those series are set up yes it's either you have the home crew or you you go opposite so yeah. um yeah i think that's about it from for our questions this week most of them are, are similar we have a bunch of questions but most are two-point conversion fourth yeah. down like go for it Tyler Shuck, this, that. So the majority of the questions are the same. And you so. can, you know, people can disagree on on the Shuck and Morton thing. I'm just answering it the way I, oh. I would answer it. You can disagree on the the being analytics based or whatever. And and I think people you know, do I, on on both fronts. But that's, I mean, you got a passionate fan base, and people want yeah. to win, and that's the basis of it all. But yeah. you can't sit here and bash on the two point conversion of the fourth down, the analytics stuff without acknowledging that it helped you in several games last year too, that you, the analytics stuff really helped you out. I mean, you obviously don't win the Texas game if you don't go for it on fourth down plenty last year. And so 
you have to stay consistent with it or there's no way to to really know whether it works or not so and, um, and, and you know and, and you you maybe you you wish you would have called uh, obviously you probably do because it neither worked but maybe you wish you would have called a different play in both scenarios yeah, yeah. you know i mean um, hindsight, you know, yeah yeah hindsight, but that's you know so and, well, and I, 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 the fourth and two, like this is what was going through my mind. And and obviously they hit the number. The book says, "Hey man, at this time in the game, with you know, with whatever the score is, and if you just need this many yards, hey man, odds are you're you're going to convert this." But I'm thinking at the time, and this obviously none of this factored in. I'm thinking, okay, the defense had been on the field a lot. Yeah, you're trying to. Because I think he, we even said you, you need to. You, it'd be nice to put together a really long drive Needed here to, and eat up yeah. a clock and all that stuff. The defense was a bit gassed, but also thought, "Hey, man, we're not here to pussyfoot around. Like, let's go win the game. Let's put yeah. it in our own hands." You know, and so those were a couple of things that I was wondering if that was one of the thought process on the fourth and two uh, go. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I was definitely one of those other people on the, <laughs> the two point conversion deal. I'm like, just kick it yeah. man. just yeah. like, and, and don't go for it until you just have to. And it was sure. so much time left and because it just screws the whole thing up, you know, the rest of the way it does. Yeah. It's... Yeah. So, so and it's okay. a good play by Oregon to get the two point conversion too, by the way. That's so. right. That's right. So, and they put pressure on you the rest of the way. I mean, that's that's where it started. It was them getting theirs. So we got just a tiny amount of time left here, level. To the tech fan out there that's that's really down, um, Coach McGuire did say, hey, goals are still all out in front of us. You haven't played a Big 12 game yet. Uh, still have big goals to chase a Big 12 title. Um, how do you view this team differently after the first two games or do you still think that this this team can achieve uh said well, goals of being in the top part of the big big 12 yeah not now it's it, it really is just all about the league race i mean that's that's all this this thing is about now i mean they, that's clearly defined um i think you you know there's there's you know maybe in the summer you know there was people suggesting may may have an outside shot mm-hmm. at the playoff and all that stuff and now it's just all about the league race yeah um, I, I think that you, you've got to figure out ways to now win some of these games. And, you know, Joe even said, you know, I had somebody, had somebody tell me last summer, you know, when you have a year when you win all these close games, you're going to come back the next year and you're going to lose them all. And he was like, I don't believe in either way. I think you create it and you figure out ways to do it. But they've right. just got to figure out a way to get a win and then build off of it and then do it again and all those things. But I think what you still see, and I, I, I'm always big on this, uh, it's it was against Wyoming, which is why I think that the game was as close as it was, and you still had a chance to win, even though you didn't play real well. Your margin for error was much bigger there. Yep. Against Oregon, your margin for error wasn't right. Wasn't that big? Although shockingly, it was much bigger than I would have thought because of all the the turnovers and and all these things. And yet, you still are in a position to win this game, tie it, you know, come back and tie it, whatever you were in it instead of getting blown out. But that's, um, you you know, you need to figure out how to create some momentum and then carry it instead of kind of giving it back. And that's what we've not been able to, you know, like, you know, in a basketball equivalent would be like, you need to figure out a way to go on a, a 10 to 12 run that which flips the game. And then, and then you, you know, instead of, 
hey, here's a little 6-0 run, and then the other team answers, you know, all those kinds of things, because I think it up 27-18, at that point, you 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 have a chance to maybe, if you, if you make a few plays there and maybe get another one on the board, but you just, you know, not good enough to do that just yet. But yeah. I still think that there are going to be a handful all year. Um, they need to get some guys back, especially on defense. Um, I'm just not, you know, and I think that the league, there's just no nobody in the league that I think scares you. Obviously, everybody's talking about Texas right now. Well, level rough first couple of weeks. Uh, I, I'm not going to guarantee anything, but I feel pretty good that the next time you and I do this, we're going to be talking about a win. So uh, I sure hope so. Let's, and, if not, yeah. then we're going to burn this whole thing down. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, so, I'll just so, uh, wrap wrap it up. Um, yeah, yeah, I appreciate I, it. I, I would hope so. Yeah, you you bet. Um, not not. Not fun to lose, man. No. Um, and and in front of a phenomenal crowd oh, and atmosphere with a, with a big time opponent uh, in town, uh, but uh, you'll get some more cracks at it. Uh, yeah. Kudos so. to the stripe out. I mean, I I didn't know how well people would participate, but at least what I saw, it looked pretty amazing. Pretty much flawless. Yeah, good job by yeah. everybody. Wasn't too much green in the stadium, but yeah, overall there was quite I, a bit. <laughs> there was quite I, a bit. Uh, th- th- those Oregon fans, but there's a lot of bandwagon there. A lot of people that maybe sure. in this part of the world that wouldn't have get, gotten a chance to see. Yeah, but Oregon plays. They actually have a home and home with uh, you know finish up with you next year. Then they have actually a home and home with Baylor and Oklahoma State. The 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 two wow. years and the four years after that. So you're you know the Big Twelve will be seeing these Ducks for the next. Yeah. What five five seasons at some level? Right. So yeah, after after you finish up with them next year, I can't remember who goes first, but it's either Oklahoma State or Baylor. But there's like back to back home and homes uh, on those uh, those times. So yeah, so we like to beat up on teams in purple, uh, Tarleton's purple. So hopefully that comes this week. Level, appreciate the time, man. Uh, we'll we'll hopefully have some happier times next week. We'll do it again then. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. That's Chris Level. I'm Choice Woodman. Been tuned in to the Ask Level podcast brought to you by Double T 97.3. Y'all have a great week. You've been listening to the Ask Level podcast powered by Double T 97.3.